are watching T Radio V, radio in TV. Welcome to the Po Show, broadcasting live from T Radio V in Hollywood. This is where we elevate the creative cult, right? This is where creatives can be seen. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for always watching us. I'm Poe. So Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd and 23rd from 12 to 4 p.m., the 13th annual Halloween and morning tours at Heritage Square Museum, 3800 Homer Street, Los Angeles. Explore death and Halloween with the old-fashioned twist. Join in a seance and learn how the Victorians attempted to communicate with the dead. Experience a Victorian funeral. Learn about early Halloween history and traditions. Attend a 1930s Halloween party. And Sunday only, children ages 2 to 12 can play period games, make 19th century harvest crafts, trick-or-treat, and listen to spooky stories. Did you get that? Spooky stories. Tickets at the door, $20 for adults, seniors are $15, children 6 to 12 are $8, members and children under 6 are free. Okay, and then Thursday, October 27th at 9 p.m., Evanstone and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band. You gotta come to this. Evan's been on the on the show. A Burns is gonna be there. She's gonna be on the, sh on the uh, performing for you. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep playing that, too. That's so awesome. You can just keep pushing the button. I know it's not very long. Okay, this is at the CIA, a.k.a. California Institute of Abnormal Arts. That's at 11334 Burbank Boulevard, North Hollywood, California. CIA is a nightclub and sideshow museum owned and operated by actor, screenwriter Carl Crew and Robert Ferguson. The venue primarily hosts underground musical groups, performance art, movie screenings, and sideshow acts, including burlesque and freak shows. Evan Stone and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band is an eclectic, multimedia, multifaceted group based in Orange County. The group incorporates improvisational music performed by a 10-piece band accompanied by videos, a juggler, dancers, magicians, poets, actors, painters, and a mentalist in a show that can only be described as a smorgasbord of sensory overload. I can vouch for that. And I painted in them, it's super fun. The THSB experience creates an undeniably unique atmosphere for both performer and audience member alike. So come in costume and I'll see you there. I think I'm gonna be Eve <laughs> or Godiva. So I'll be the naked one. <laughs> yep, so you better come. Okay, so today, we're keeping you posted on music and related events on the SoCal scene, right? I have in the studio with me a music nerd <laughs> that grew up in the 80s rock metal scene where aspiring musicians brought pen and paper to take notes on guitar playing from the technically amazing players on stage. Back in the day when sneaking a disposable camera wasn't even possible, maybe possible, but very difficult. Please welcome a man dedicated to supporting the music scene, the owner and editor of California Rock News, Chip Smith. Hi, Poe. Hey, How I'm are so glad you're here. You're such an awesome dude. Thanks for having me, this is cool. Uh, thanks for I coming. I love this place, killer. I love this place too. It's got yeah. a good vibe, right? It does. This is yeah. the first time you've been at the station. It's yes. a, it's a it's a place to be. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Hold on just a second. We're gonna cheers. Oh. Clink. Not, not you. Okay. Clink. Okay. Okay. You need to talk while I drink. Okay. Just or you can hum. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, he's a he's a metal guy. No, not. Uh, 
Well, a soft rock, rock. A rock guy. Yeah. Soft rock, hard rock, metal rock. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, and it's all, it all works. Okay, so, okay, did you love that little clip that Evan Stone did? He is just a bomb. That little, little scary, creepy video that he did that we kept circulating through. So you better come. That'll be. I've never been to this place. I'm really excited to go to this place. And I think I'm going to see if I can get this man on the show that um, that is, that owns this place because he must be a freaky dude and you guys will like to talk to him, right? Okay, so California Rock News. We're going to give you just a little, um, a little preview of some of the stuff that they do in video format. So let's do that and then we'll get on with the details. See you in a minute. In a nutshell. Nice job, wet puzzle piece. I know, and that's cool because there's a lot of the, a lot of those people that were on there, including Alex Keane. I was it Alex Keane <laughs> that have been on the show. So these are my people, some of my people, not all of my people. I travel in many circles, as you guys know. But we're all creative, so we're all the same family. Okay, <laughs> so Chip, tell us a little bit about maybe a um, an overview, uh, maybe how you how it's how this all started. A um, couple years ago, Passion. yeah, and, you know, bringing camera to a concert, you know, sometimes I want to remember it, so I'll record it or take a picture or something, and just kind of went from there, you know, um, went from a couple pictures to a couple more pictures and the video thing, and pretty soon it was just time to put it all together into something so I could remember it, basically like a scrapbook. Yeah. And then from there, you know, it was, uh, I saw people that took better pictures and better videos, and I said, hey, let's get together and you know, make this something that happens. So some of those photographers that you have on your team, whoo-hoo, nice images. Yeah. Wow. And you know what? Um, it's interesting too because music is one of those things that if you don't capture it, it's just it's just gone. I guess I guess you know visual art too, but visual art's visual art, so that's kind of the purpose. But when music is, you know in the air and then flies away and is gone then it's you unless you captured it when it was going on it's gone right <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's kind of unique and, and when you're a big time concert goer there's a lot of, a lot of people that go to a lot of concerts and you know you see the same people at a lot of the shows and stuff and it's hard to remember all this stuff you know and this is a part of your life you know yes. so so yeah it, it's good to you know have a record of what you've done I guess somebody's got to document it yeah. And, you know, there's the other side of that is um, documenting it and having something to show and to share what great creatives are doing and why. 
you know. Um, musicians are in a group where they're probably, I won't say the most, but maybe they are the most, um, they support each other so, so much. I think it's because they're used to that because it, it, typically there's more than one person in the band. Sometimes it's just one person, but so they're kind of used to collaborating and working together, I guess. Um, but when somebody's down, when something happens to somebody, if there's a cause for somebody, then they're, they jump in right? like in a heartbeat. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, char charitable causes, um, you know, just doing the right thing. And, uh, doing the right thing and it helps everybody of course they're seen but also they're helping the cause it, it just it just makes the whole world go around so right. that's one of the things you you are really great at documenting chip is um you know some of these um well memorials let's start with a memorial but memorials and charities and you know going to good causes for cancer for kids for all of these different things but also um Probably is this, this is probably the most recent was Lemmy, right? The uh, Lemmy Memorial. Yeah, and reveal this is, statue. And this <laughs> is really interesting because um, this kind of is one of those things that that brought two different genres of creativity together. Because Travis Moore um, was the one that was commissioned to do this life size. What it, what was it? Um, over six foot tall, realistic life size bronze of Lemmy to put in the rainbow bar and grill. And um, so that's kind of where art, visual art and music kind of are supporting each other. Sure. For the longevity of it. So um, tell me you, so tell me a little bit about Travis Moore. Yeah, I, I've known Travis a long time and uh, he's always been really cool. You know, I see him on the strip and stuff. and. Um, He's had art shows in the past, and he's been supportive of what I do, and I've always supported what he's done. And he told me in January that he was the one that was selected to was do the, the statue. And so we talked back and forth on email, and you know, he sent me some you know press release type stuff and some thoughts and stuff. And um, finally, on it was Super Bowl Sunday, I said, "This is the day to put this out," because uh, slow news day, unless you like Coldplay. Um, so that's what I did. I did it that morning, and by that afternoon, I mean it was. It was going out. It was getting a lot of press, and it went to you know, Time and Rolling Stone online and all those and good well, places. I, um, what was that? What was that? Was that um, what, April May? When was that? Um, well, the I think the idea came around in that. January, and then he was commissioned in February. Okay. Uh, the first week of February, and oh, then March. Then they had to finish raising the funds for it, and, and which didn't seem to be much of a problem. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of. Yeah, they they crossed the finish line pretty fast. That after says that, a so. lot in itself, you know. So, um, yeah, and uh, the process in doing the statue took months. It was, yeah. you know, he kind of kept me posted along the way too, and it was just really neat to see it come to fruition and all the people that came out for it. I mean, that was incredible. Okay, so then we had the ultimate jam night and Zina right. Zina TV <laughs> broadcast that live. Um, but I have. I, I don't know. Is this gonna play the little Travis thing uh, video? Because it, w I think it was taken with a cell phone or something. But whatever it takes. Sometimes that's all you got. <laughs> if that's all you got to document something, then do it. So let's play that. Hi there. My name is Travis Moore. I'm a local LA artist. Uh, I was actually selected to head the team that created the Libby Comeister statue, large bronze that we're putting in at the Rainbow Barn Grill on Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow night. Tonight, the first night of the three-day festival of Libby uh, on the Sunset Strip, we start out here at the Whiskey Agoga, where the Ultimate Jam Night tonight is doing an all Libby, all Motorhead night. And uh, Cheryl, his widow, is actually unattended. She's speaking right now as we're talking. And uh, tonight's going to be the first night of the kickoff, the celebration of this great guy that we're planning on honoring with the unveil, and then I'm going to honor with a show the day after that. So. After tonight, we're gonna move on uh, to the Rainbow. Tomorrow, uh, the festivities start there at seven o'clock, and we're gonna do an unveil of the statue, this full-size bronze statue of Lenny Kilmeister that the Rainbow Bar and Grill has built a shrine for, that uh, I've had 20 people, all of us working together, and we created this amazing bronze that looks just like him. 
Okay, cool. see, I love that part right there because this is collaboration to make this thing happen. That's what the creative mind does. It brings people together. It doesn't take people apart. It brings them together. And this is, so we had the Ultimate Jam night, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. So that was that's where he was then. And then the next night, which was a Wednesday, was at the Rainbow, um, the unveiling. And yeah, I wanted to show the pictures of the, the, the lines out the door and oh, the yeah. people everywhere supporting Motorhead, of course. It was a mob scene, sure. That's awesome. Mob scenes are good when it's for a good cause. Okay, so, and Travis Moore. So he's been a part of the Sunset Strip for over a decade and has been commissioned to make art and make art of and for some of Hollywood's top rock stars. I have just a, a few pieces of, oh, did you show them? Okay, well, there's Lammy. Hi, Lammy. He's watching. He watches the Poe show. <laughs> There it is. Yeah, there's his finished product. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you already showed the picture of, of, of yeah. So <laughs> there he is. Isn't that cool? Hey, Travis. That's neat. Yeah. And, and he, then there's the, the Nikki Six, right? Right. He, he did a piece for Nikki Six. And yeah. um, a couple years ago, he did one for Jane's Addiction at the House of Blues Sunset for the Sunset Strip Music Festival. Oh, do we have that to was bring a, up the House of Blues? That was, a, <laughs> that was a cool evening. That was neat. They brought his work of art up on stage and showed it off and stuff. See, that's very cool. Just yeah. creative supporting creatives. That's awesome. Yeah, well, in music and art, they're a good combo, too, for, for a lot of reasons, you know. Well, is there, um, is there any the forms of creative creativity that, that, that aren't? I mean, we kind of, um, like Evan Stone, which I announced earlier, he kind of brings it all together. He And it's all improv, so you're just doing, you know, kind of flying by the seat of your pants as a creative. I've painted on his show, but they also have you know, uh, jugglers, magicians, you know, um, and of course, players, poets, you know, play, players meaning musicians, but um, actors, you know, people doing their thing in the same environment. And you get, being a part of it is so interesting because you get caught up in this, this vortex of positive creative force that just makes the show amazing the audience feels it it's just the most incredible thing when you have that many creatives in one room doing something like that so and yeah all collaborating together feeding on each other's vibe it's so it's just magical <laughs> i know it's like oh it's like preaching to the choir for whoever's <laughs> watching i'm sure okay we better take a break so we'll try to stay on schedule so we'll be right back don't go away Hey, 
welcome back. Okay, so um, the other great thing is some of these uh, musicians and slash actor slash comedian slash a thousand other things that Jack Black does support not only the, the, the cause as far as a charity, but the cause in a big way. So let's go immediately to Music Ed and what Jack Black thinks about that. Just arts education in general shouldn't be uh, pushed aside. Um, it makes learning fun. It enhances the whole experience of school. If kids get bored, they're not going to want to pursue education in general. And uh, that's what we do best in this side of the world is uh, is real, strong, passionate arts, you know? Right now it seems like our, our most powerful import. Export? Whatever, you get the picture. Enough of my yakking. I gotta go rock. Love that man. Okay, so that <laughs> awesome. was for St. Jude's, right? Right. St. Jude Children's Hospital. And that was that was recently. Was that recently? That was, was that actually awesome? last year's event. Okay, last year's event. Okay, yeah, cool. And um, they've had nine. The tenth one's coming up next year. And, and you were a part of four. Correct. Covering yeah, and supporting. I, I, I've been to the last four, and I I love it. It's my favorite event. I look forward to it every year. Um, it, it's put on by Scotty Medlock and Robbie Krieger. Scotty Medlock is a very um, famed sports artist. Yes, of course. And um, Robbie Krieger, of course, is the legendary guitarist of the Doors. And you know they put on a good golf tournament, and then at the end of the day, they all rock together. And uh, you know Alex Lifeson, um, Tommy Thayer from Kiss, Danny Serafin. Um, I mean they they've got this circle of golf buddies that you know go out and rock for a cause. And you know they're they they've made about half a million dollars each show the last two years. And um, there's one Patrick Warburton does for. Um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and it made over a million last year. Yeah, yeah. And it's coming up uh, March, I think. Okay, so. so let me ask you guys something. So is creative creativity not important? <laughs> when it's saving children's lives, is it not important? Like these guys are creating this, they, they are, they're creating this, this space for charity, for, for giving to children, and it's based on their creativity that's doing it. So. How do we take that, like Jack Black says, how do, we, how do we take that out of the curriculum and out of, out of the world? Creativity isn't important? Well, that's what's like creating this money for these causes. Though. Well, it's discretionary in schools' budgets nowadays with how things are, so it's kind of unfortunate, you know? But cut creativity? Well, mm, that's like a, the right side of the brain. <laughs> that's what I always say. That's like half of us. Yeah. Well, okay, are, so cut that, and then what? What do you have? There are ways to raise the money, and there are causes, too, that go towards music education No, for no, no, kids for sure. Too, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so on that same topic, um, Mending Kids is another one that Jane Simmons talks about. Let's go to that Mendingkids.org, for those of you that don't know, is fully funded by people like you and us. And it sends doctors around the world for free to provide free operations for children in need. Lips, curves, curvatures of the spine and so on. The doctors do this for thousands and thousands of children in need. And the least we could do is to show up and show our support. I like that you try to name the ailments, but there are many. <laughs> and the doctors go around the world to solve many, many problems. And not only do they go there and do the surgeries, but they teach the local medical staff how to do the surgeries so that it's sustainable for the future. And in, and in two days, we're going to be at the Grammy Museum, where Comedy Rocks is going to be a collection of wonderful comedians like Bill Burr. One of the things they're going to be poking fun at is me. And some of the proceeds of the event are going to Sophie's Place. And Sophie's going to tell you exactly what it is, named after Sophie. Uh, I opened the center when I was 18, and it's a center for abused children in British Columbia. For more information, you can go to sophietsimmons.com. Nice job. This has been a public service announcement. Gene's <laughs> awesome. Gene's really been here. He, um, yeah, he was. He's been at TV TV with. On the, I think it was on the Michael. You guys weren't here, were you? The Michael DeBar show. Um, anyway, so yeah, he's a part of T Radio B. Um, Okay, well, going back to the other benefit, um, the Krieger, that was, uh, oh, I also wanted to mention that Randy Parsons, I had an ad for him on break, and Randy Parsons, of course, you know, was on, has been on the show. Well, he's a 
He's he's donated. You, well, you can talk about Randy Parsons and his donation to that charity. Right. Part of the fundraising involves an auction before the the All Star concert, and he brought out some beautiful guitars. I'll, I'll put some pictures on the site okay, later yeah, today. Very cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, so Luthier. Remember the Luthier of Jack White and Jimmy Page, and you know, in the documentary, it might get loud. That guy. <laughs> yeah, and talk about art and music. talk about I art mean, and music combined. Yeah, I mean, stunning, absolutely stunning. And you know, he was a big part of raising a lot of money that day for the kids. So see. Yeah, and it's just such an awesome organization too. I mean that. I mean, if you, what know, do you say? St. Jude. I mean, they they pay for everything for the the families. I, I mean, know. You know that the. the you know, if you they watch some of their promos, they'll make you cry. You know, it's, oh, uh, totally. Yeah, I don't watch. Yeah, it. no, don't don't. Cry. I cry enough. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see. And then we have, um, uh, let's see, Dio, and that was for the cancer. Fund. Right, that's coming up again too. They're going to have the um, Dio bowling tournament in November next month. Okay, so the footage I have, this the footage I have that you did was from last year. Is this from last year, 2015? Right. I think so. Okay. Yeah, most of these. Oh, Dio favorites? Yeah. Let me take that microphone. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, what comes to mind first, my first introduction to Ronnie James Dio was the Mob Rules. Uh, you might have heard that on the heavy metal soundtrack. Did you see that animated film? Yes, heavy I did. metal? I did. Uh, badass. And uh, went really. For Death Star. Yeah, and it went really well. With, that's true. And it went really well with uh, the Ralph Bakshi animation. Uh, Dio would have been. It would have been cool to see a whole musical, animated musical of Dio's songs. But um, uh, also, The Last in Line, obviously, one of our favorites. We sang it. And uh, it was on the on the tribute album to do. Uh, you're you're talking about Holy Diver. It's not called Ride the Tiger. Oh, that's what you are saying. Like, yeah. Uh, Man on the Silver Mountain. Man on the Silver Mountain. I like the hit. Uh, uh, Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Incredible. It just felt uh, great that that uh, his music was still being honored and and. Uh, had such lasting power and it was cool to be you know a little part of Dio's uh, history we're, we're kind of like uh, in the books as, as having collaborated with him in a way so it's cool uh, yeah we're working on a new album due out due out early 2018 look for it 2018 baby <laughs> Awesome. Okay, you can talk about it. Yeah. Alex Cleft does most of those video interviews, by the way. He's no, really no, good yeah, at the, yeah, of course. The, the red I always see stuff, him so. at Ultimate Jam Night. Yeah. He, everybody goes, Alex, you're everywhere. And he is. He just, you know, you can't go to a show without seeing him, usually. It's awesome. He. Uh, okay, so that was, of course, Jack Black and uh, Kyle Gass. Right, and then the the Dio bowling tournament's coming up again for the okay, Randy, yeah, talk Jam about that. Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout uh, Cancer Fund. And that's always a good one. You know, okay, when is when is that coming up? I want to say it's November fourth. Ooh, second, it's coming fourth. up. Fourth. It's at Pins Bowling. Um, we have, we it's up on the site. It's uh. Okay, so that's gonna be pretty soon. Champagne's so. messing up my memory. But, what? Uh, no. Nah. Who are you again? <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. Okay, we better take a take a break and regroup. We'll cool. be right back. Don't go away. We're self-righteous wars. Go, go. There we go. This is so good. Oh, boy. We're also uh, awesome bookers and promoters for the House of Metal. You saw a, a, a glimpse of it there with the, the friggin' lunchbox. What lunchbox was that? It was that. That it was kids destroyed. Oh, <laughs> Here, doofus, hold it up. You're closer than I am. Hit him in the head with it. No, that's you, uh, please. No. We don't do that for free. <laughs> I have no idea 
Tell me, you gotta have the answers. Uh, touch yourself? <laughs> That's a great answer. That's something I would come up with. that we really feel sorry for is kind of <laughs> pathetic. We're having his 50th birthday party at Malone's in Santa Ana for him. His name's Steve Blodgett. We're charitable, too, so we're going to throw him a big birthday party. Uh, going to throw him a big bone? Yes. <laughs> Mike's gonna, Mike wants to throw him the bone. Welcome back to the Hollywood Post Show. Okay, so on Thursday, November 3rd at 7 p.m., Diamond Head featuring Attack of the Rising at the Whiskey A Go-Go. My favorite, my home away from home. <laughs> 8901 West Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, California. Diamond Head, as you know, was an English heavy metal band formed in 1976 in Sourbridge, England, recognized as one of the leading members of the new wave of British heavy metal and acknowledged by thrash metal bands such as Metallica and Megadeth as an important early influence. And the feature band, of course, our very own L.A. metal band, Attack of the Rising, with vision, desire, and passion for hard music with a purpose. Here it is, let loose upon the world, music and ideals, views, social, political commentary, this is in your face. Wake the fuck up. Think for yourself, be an individual. Attack of the Rising. Doors open at 7 p.m. Attack of the Rising is on at 10.15. Advanced tickets available at attackoftherising.com. So check that out. Whiskey a go-go. On Saturday, November 19th at 7 p.m., ADHD Entertainment presents Head P.E. and Paid at Malone's House of Metal. Those guys are funny. You got to go to the House of Metal. 604 East Dyer Road, Santa Ana, California. Head P.E. is a rock, punk, Rasta, soul band, originally based in Huntington Beach. So, yeah, now we're in SoCal. I mean, not SoCal, but Orange County. Head symbolizing consciousness. P.E. planetary evolution or planet Earth. Either one works. Together, meaning our consciousness is connected to the planet and the planet is evolving. Therefore, we, her children, evolve with her. Don't forget that. Paid is a Long Beach hard rock band making their own brand of original melodic riff rock. Loud, hard, and heavy. Song said to touch your heart, mind, and soul as well as make you shake, rattle, and roll. Isn't that great? Great poet. I didn't write it, but it's a great poet who wrote it. Moody, brooding, bluesy, and hard, heavy in your face with lyrics that say something and are based on true emotion. That always helps. Check them out. Doors open at 7 p.m., 21 and over. Advanced tickets are $16, $20 at the door. For more info, visit paidrocks.com. And, yeah, so that's a plug for House of Metal as well and these great bands that are uh, local and great bands. The other ones are great, too. Um... So check all that stuff out coming up. Ooh, and I also happen to have Jason Achilles Mazilla's new Calm Down EP. Okay, he's on tour right now. He's on the East Coast, New York-ish area, and then he's coming down the West Coast. If you get a chance to see this brilliant musician perform, then definitely do it. You can go to any of his social media or website just Google Jason Achilles Mazillus and you will find it. Um, this album is in my car, or this disc is in my car. See, it's not in the case. <laughs> um, okay, start at track one, go all the way through it. It is like an epic novel, seriously. It takes you on this most amazing ride, and it's just, it's brilliant. Brilliant composition. He's amazing. So check that out. 
Okay, so now let's talk about um, Kandu Muso's event at, at NAM. Was this the first one that you do kind of documented? They, they've had two of them. Oh, okay, they've had two of them. I, I haven't been able to be there either time, but I've sent oh, okay. some people to to represent and get some video footage and pictures Okay, but and this, stuff. this video footage, is this from 2016 or 2000, 2016, isn't it? Yes. Of my, uh, uh, Mark Goffney. Yes, it was earlier this year, yeah. Okay, let's check out this interview. It's just a little part of it, but do you guys know who this guy is? Cool, we're here with Mark Goffney, who uh, just recently did a video. Uh, he's, the, he's the guitar player for Big Toe. He's based out of San Diego. Uh, tell us about your experience with making the mini documentary with... Uh, Stan Gonzalez and Ross Harris, hands-free. You know, working with Ross and Stanley was um, the first time I ever did a piece that had that much integrity in it. And uh, I really felt like I was hanging out with some friends. Um, they're pros. And they're not just pros at using their gear and the camera angles and this. It's about um, telling a good story and being able to get in with the, the subject. And I, I really did feel like uh, very comfortable and, and, and it's the first piece I've done a lot of pieces about how do I brush my teeth and how do I drive a car with my feet this was all about the music therefore it's my favorite piece that I've ever done so right on and, and you met uh, Stan at the Can Do Musos uh, seminar it was kind of a meeting at NAM right last January yeah I was asked by a group called Can Do Musos to present uh, a, tell my story at this sort of a workshop at the NAM show Okay, so that's pretty cool. So that's em empowering disabled musicians. And those of you who don't know who this man is, he was actually born with art without arms, but in a musical family. And he's like, I'm going to do music. <laughs> so he plays with his feet. Not plays with his feet like I play with my feet, but plays guitar with his feet. He rocks. So you he know what? Rocks. There's no, ex there's really no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Be creative. <laughs> no, he's got a great will and he's... Um, He's a beautiful human being. Yeah, and he's he's gotten a lot of coverage over the years, and he's used it to his advantage. He's been touring with Mana. He's played. Uh, I think he has a show coming up at um, Madison Square Garden with them. Um, he's in England right now. He did a he did a promo video with um, the Paralympics earlier this no, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been seen by tens of millions of people in Europe, and you know, I'm sure it's been seen here too. And uh, he's back over there again, and, and uh, he's doing more recording and stuff. And Cool they, dude. Yeah, he got a recorded Abbey Road Studios. I mean, you know, he's a, uh, he's really, he's doing it. It's awesome. And there's a whole group of musicians that get together at NAMM every year, and they, they talk about their stuff. They perform. You know, it's what an awesome. inspiration. Yeah, and um, it's really good that they're getting the recognition that they deserve. You know, him, uh, Joe Hardy, Dean Zimmer. I mean, those guys are incredible. And uh, the mini documentaries out on them, check yes. them out. The ones on Mark and Dean, they're just awesome. Okay, we're gonna have to take another break. We'll be right back, don't go away.
Okay, so I forgot to mention. This is all analog produced at Organic Audio Recorders. So, like I was saying, it's good, it's clear, it's great audio. And as he says, fuck Pro Tools. <laughs> okay, um, I just wanted to swear. Slap me. <laughs> okay, so you guys also cover, of course, concerts and all that. I just went to the, you know, the, 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 ultra cool stuff of course th we already know that the concert stuff is cool so the dead daisies were just here very recently just last month right sold out show awesome yeah you covered it it was great yeah um well let's go ahead let's go into the interview and this was at the where was it where, where was this at? sunset marquee sunset marquee yeah mm -hmm. so yeah okay so uh we got the dead daisies here uh marco mendoza and john Robbie and uh the Sunset Marquee Hotel, and you guys are probably happy it's at the whiskey of all places, right? Yeah, of course, you know. It's, it's history of, you know. Yeah, with the history, a legendary place, and uh, a lot of our friends still play there. It's, um, um, you know, we got to say, I mean, management just made that decision, and I think it's a good choice. It was cool, yeah. and we're going to shoot a little bit of video, and a lot of our friends are showing up. So celebrate rock and roll in L.A., yeah. why not? So. And uh, how's it been since you've... It's, it's oh. at the whiskey? It is a I was once. Well, good thing you told me I was going to be at the Troubadour. They give that term super group, which I want to know how you guys feel oh. with that term. We're we're more into soup actually, just soup group. Uh, we're you know I'm I'm a, a, a creamy tomato fan myself. Uh, I know you guys are influenced by all kinds of great artists. Um, if groups like Van Halen and Kiss had any kind of influence on some of that sound on this album. Um, I think on the song Freedom that we have, there's there's a bit of Van Halen on it. But you know, uh, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> any, any for me, anything in the '70s, you know, Kiss, Van Halen, Grand Funk Railroad, Humble Pie, Zeppelin, Aerosmith, Queen, you know, Deep Purple. Uh, it's just, you know, um, so it, it, you know, there's no, there's no real format. Like when we sit down, when we said we wanted a '70s, uh, you know, sounding record, we don't. It's weird. We just kind of write the way we write, and the songs just go where they're gonna go, and. And then we just sat in a room together, uh, old school. Everybody kind of sat in the same room and laid the rhythm tracks down, played really off of Brian, um, and just kind of captured that that uh, that energy, that vibe, you know what I mean? But LA's the place, man. Yeah. Even when I'm traveling, and you'll, you'll agree, it's like, this is still the place. Lots happening here, man. It's still... This is where the producers are. This is where the artists are. This is where the rehearsals, studios, the industry, the what's left of it, it's here. So I tell people, and I meet a lot of kids along the way on the road, I said, man, if you're really serious about what you want to do, you want to do this for a living, go to L.A. And don't go to check it out. Move. Yeah. Stay there. And roll the dice, man, and become part of the fabric of L.A. <laughs> the music industry, what's left of it. Right. Unfortunately, I mean, people aren't making money like they used to. So. Okay, and we're going to get into that a little bit, talking about mm -hmm. the jams. But first of all, <laughs> okay, so I think it's funny, and I just thought of this, actually, when I was watching that again. Um, they're talking about influences because they were their goal was kind of 70s soundish but these are these are like superheroes in their own right but from mm -hmm. i guess from the 80s bands right so 10 right. years later so they were trying to go back to who were your influences in these right so where do some of these guys come from yeah uh, i mean guns and roses rolling stones thin lizzie the colts i mean white snake nine inch nails motley crew yeah they're hand-picked i mean they're it, it's a true that man right band. there yeah the album kicks ass makes a noise um analog just you know Yep. way to go and they have a great social media team um good touring people i mean they're, they're a class act all the way through they they're the one and band so who are you influ your influences <laughs> yeah i mean they're they're the band if one band has their shit together it's them i mean I, i'm just you know looking at the whole picture they, they've got it from beginning to well, end they had a sold out show and, and uh, they yeah well people they, love them they have a oh did you did you show the poster that was kind of cool if you got a chance to okay go ahead you can keep yeah going. the um they do a Who song, uh, cover tune, and they do Fortunate Son by CCR, and John Karabi is just an incredible vocalist, and I mean, I, I can listen to those albums over yeah, and over, yeah. and it's just, wow. 
Good okay, stuff. so and they were talking about uh, what's left of the music industry. So let's go yeah. to closing closing of the venues. This is um, yeah. uh, Michael Starr talking. Well, not talking about it, but commenting on the House of Blues. The final show of the House of Blues is pretty killer for Seal Panther. We totally rocked it and ended up picking up this chick, and she hasn't left my apartment since. No, here I am. It's I awesome, dude. It's been great. There. We went to the Cat House Live last night and partied. It was cool, man. But you know the uh, House Blues is gone forever, so now it's time for Seal Panther to take over like Staples Center every Monday night. That's the plan, so stay tuned. Needing to go out and do stuff that entails rocking. So going out and jamming. I miss jamming. You know, I'm like home and I don't have time to go rock, and now I do have time to rock, so I'm going out to rock. Because I like to rock. The day before. They called and said, hey, you want to do this show? The other band canceled. We're like, all right. Aerosmith was supposed to do it, but Steven Tyler, he went out and partied the night before. So listen, Gilbert Clark's here, so I'm going to get off the line right now because he was in Guns N' Roses, all right? <laughs> I love that. So awesome. Okay, that, 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 was a, that was a tearful day when I heard that the House of Blues right. was going. It went out in style, though. That was a good show. So. Okay, but um, we've... Now we have the jams. We're really right. pushing the jams. Okay, so right. can you talk a little bit about the jams? Um, yeah, you can pretty much go to a jam night every night of the week. Um, I know, at least Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. You have Tuesday at the Whiskey, and you have Wednesday at Lucky Strike. And, and uh, uh, isn't um, uh, the, Viper, the Viper Room is having the Viper a, Room, a, a the sun, jam now? The Sunset Jam on Monday nights by Eric Himmel. Ooh, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, it's a good one. He, um, he does things very... Uh, he gets a group of people together and he just does it. I, I mean, love the Viper Room. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to go there tonight and watch it. it yeah, I've, it's yeah. always been one of my favorite places. And, and he doesn't go for the the big names; he goes for the good players. And you know, he gives people a chance that might not get one otherwise. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, cool, very. And cool. people are out scouting too, you know, for bands or whatever. So this is the time. It's good to get this out there. This is the time for music. I think I think it's coming back. Yeah, I'm. No matter what you, anybody you, says. You, you still can't go wrong. I mean, we're missing the Key Club, the House of Blues, the Universal Amphitheater. But, you know, what's left, they're, they're doing the best with what they have. So. Okay, so let's uh, let's check out some footage. This is from Lucky Strike Live Jam Night number 39 with <laughs> Nuno Betancourt. And it's just kind of funny. <laughs> Certain musicians get on the mic, they all sound like they, they talk with a southern accent, like it's much cooler or something. I don't know why I'm doing it. I think this one, uh, K Fig and Pat Badger start this one, right? That's bullshit, man. What do you mean? I should start every fucking song. <laughs> Okay, so that's a little taste of, of a jam. Definitely go to the jams. They're so they're so great and so full of energy and so amazing. We're out of time. If you want to see any of this footage, though, you can always go to California Rock News online, right? So where do we find you? CaliforniaRockNews.com. I'm going to make a post-show page, too. And make I'll a post-show page. I'll, I'll put a bunch of cool stuff on there. Okay, so we're connected. 
So, yeah. California Rock News, you can find on wetpuzzlepiece.com or the post show stuff and vice versa. So, check us out. We support creativity, music, the arts in general. Um, go to the jams. That's where, and support the musicians because you know what? Like I said, musicians are supporting a lot of things. They're giving money to charities, raising money for charities. They're making the world go around. Don't forget that. The artists as well, the visual artists, we're all doing it. We're all making it happen. Okay, um, again, anybody who's going to be on the show or has been on the show, footage of the show, how to find out more information about the show or what's been on the show or information on the creative cult, go to wetpuzzlepiece.com. And I'll see you next week. We're going to leave you with um, a little video. Where was this? This was at mm, this was at Lucky Strike 2, Ultimate Jam Night, 2015. I, I like this because it's got Tommy Vexed and Ira Black from Westville Massacre and a bunch of other superheroes, but that's why I have it on here because they've been on the show. So talk to you next week. And this happened before Phil Anselmo incident there too. What's that? And it happened before the Phil Anselmo incident Ooh. on there, which makes it even more ironic. Aye, aye, aye. See you next week. You are watching T-Radio E. Radio and TV.